What do you leave it on at night? Uh, usually, usually up until I go to bed, it's on 76, and then I'll click it down to go to actually to bed. Which is what? Like 74. <sighs> so nice. Yeah. 74 and I have two fans. I have an overhead fan, <laughs> and then I have a box fan. For the noise? Uh, or for, for the... Both. Yeah. For the no- noise and air circulation. Yeah. Fenway needs a box fan in her room. It's hot. It's like 85 every night. It really? Get, and our house is set at 75. Why, why is Fenway's room so hot? I think she's on the garage. Mm. So it's it's a wall to the garage, although I know they insulate that. But I think there's like an effect that some It just some seeps through. Yeah, and her house on the north. Or her room is on the north, like her window. So there's no sun like beating on her wall. So it has to be... It has to be the garage. There's no other reason. Because Malachi's mm. room is always like 77, 78, and then our room is like 75 all the time. It's super cold, and the sun like sets on our side of the house, so it doesn't even get hot in there. So I don't even know why. It's frustrating because I wake her up in the morning mm. sometimes, and she's like sweaty. Like her hair is wet. I'm like, gosh, this is horrible. Like it must be so uncomfortable to sleep like this. Yeah. But there's no other option unless we get like a fan or something. Hmm. House ownership problems. It's great. I love it. All right. You ready? I'm ready. Welcome back to the Two Justins Podcast, a show where Justin and Justin, co-workers and friends, discuss Seinfeld, soccer, and three random questions or trivia or topics that we choose from every week. So, how are you doing today, Justin? I'm doing good. Really good. I uh, It's been a great well, week of soccer, which has been awesome. Yes. Like, super exciting. The whole week, really, has been like every morning, wake up, mm-hmm. make my coffee. And I love that the games are super early, like 5 and 8 o'clock. <clears throat> yeah. Or 3. I don't ever get up for the 3 o'clock game. But, or the only, whatever ones there were, 3. But other than that, good. How about you? Same. Same. I feel like every moment of my waking day has been thoroughly dominated with a desire to just be watching soccer. Every yeah. moment that I'm not watching soccer, it feels like I should be watching soccer. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's weird when you're not watching it at all, and the games are over by like twelve o'clock. Yeah, and the rest of the day you're like, man, I gotta wait all the way till five o'clock to to watch some more. On top of that, I had a massive glass of chocolate milk on my way over here. You did, and I feel horrible. <laughs> <laughs> like my stomach feels horrible. I died. That lactose, bro. Dude, it was like probably thirty six ounces of like chocolate milk. So this isn't one of our random topics this week, it's but, not, uh, but it's... yeah. Do you feel like as you've aged, you've become lactose intolerant? I do. I feel like I that it, too. Well, because yeah, and I think growing up, I used to drink like a huge glass of milk every day. Every day, at least like yeah. morning and night. Yes. And then I always ate cereal. Yep. And my whole life revolved around milk as a child. Yeah. None of this almond milk. And now it just destroys me. Yeah. And I eat cheese and it's fine. But anytime I drink like a glass of milk, yeah, it just like jacks me up. The last two times I've had Culver's custard, mm. I literally had a, li- a little kid tummy ache. Like something long. I hadn't felt in years of like, oh, my tummy. Yeah. And it's so good when you're eating it. Oh, like, it's man, so good. I know. I was walking to the store and I saw it. I saw Hershey's chocolate syrup, and I was like, oh, I'm going to pick up some of that. It's oh, good yeah. on ice cream. Even better than a glass <laughs> of milk. <laughs> and I bought a, two, uh, a full gallon of milk because we're giving that to Malachi 2%? Now. 2%. That's good. Yeah. 2%. Yeah. I don't go anything lighter than two. Because no, then it's just water. Yeah. It's like gray looking. Oh, skim's it's the worst. The worst. The worst. But uh, other than that, it's been good, man. 
Do you find that skim milk almost tastes like it's expired? Yeah, I, I, I think feel so. like I th- just naturally it's almost <laughs> almost on its, it's way a, out. It's a little sour. Yeah. Like, it's a little Ugh. sour, and I feel like it's milk that had ice in it, and then the ice melted. Yeah, and now it's like diluted milk. Do you ice your milk? I do, but I drink it. Well, only sometimes. Okay. I like ice in my milk, though. I'm a fan. Yeah, but I have to drink it right away. I used but it's to so do it. Cold. It's so cold when for you like it. shock factor. Oh, it's the best. But I don't think I yeah could legitimately ice my milk. Yeah, yeah. I used to drink milk all the time, like after soccer games, after mm-hmm. any time with physical exercise. I like would love a huge glass of milk. I feel like if I did that now, I'd probably throw up all over the floor. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh. All right. Topics. Topics. Every podcast, we will uh, be discussing random topics in a hope of generating interesting conversation, hopefully a little bit of outrage and some dash of strong opinion. So, Justin, what is your first topic? So the reason I picked this first topic is, uh, well, you just said outrage. I don't think you're going to be outraged, but I know it's something that you disapprove of. Oh, no. And I've heard you mention it many times. So I was like, oh, I'm going to bring it up and just have him share why he disapproves so highly. I'm <laughs> excited. It's a company. And uh, am I allowed to share that? Does that work still as a topic? I get, I don't know yet. <laughs> I have a, I, so what is your deal with Chipotle? Oh, yeah. So my topic is Chipotle and why you do not like them. Uh, I'm just fed up with Chipotle. I'm, I'm, I've had it up to here <laughs> with Chipotle. Uh, there's, there, one, there's just better options. Yeah. Cafe Rio is much tastier food. It, and I feel like Chipotle got a little bit of hype for being kind of healthy. And the reason not. I say kind of healthy is because you're eating a 2,000-calorie burrito. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's massive. Yeah, maybe it's some lean cut chicken and brown rice in there, but it's still two thousand <laughs> calories of burrito. <laughs> so, but but because it was seen as a very healthy option, they it just like blew up. It blew up, but then they like they like leaned into it, which I get it. You want people to buy more burritos, but they leaned into it and like tried to establish themselves as this company that is all i don't know ah uh, like it's like this pseudo intellectualism yeah. of we don't have any we only use fresh ingredients uh from locally sourced farmers but the problem is because of the places that they're sourcing their food they knowingly have a higher risk for things like E. coli mm-hmm. and yeah. food po- other stuff that's going to give people food poisoning or worse. Yeah. And they just ri- roll the dice. They just risk it. That, they fair. always have E. coli outbreaks. Yeah. And they're just like, eh. And, like, that's just the cost of doing business for to have or natural, locally sourced. And people don't seem to care. Be- but because they have to source it, because they're, they sell millions of 20 pound burritos every day mm-hmm. that they have to so- <laughs> they have to 20 so- pounds man yeah they keep getting bigger <laughs> but to source it on that scale uh and not use like commercially produced food 
and we can talk about like the eth- efficacy <clears throat> of you know uh, the meat industry, which mm-hmm. is horrific in a lot of ways. Uh, another time, but the reality is, if you're a company as big as Chipotle, yeah, that's the only market that can safely produce the large quantities of meat that you require for your food, <laughs> and if you're getting it elsewhere. Corners are being cut, yeah, and they know yeah, that, yeah. and they just ignore that and say that they're the safe, healthy alternative to other foods. Yeah. And it's not. It's super <laughs> – like it's so much burrito, and it's more likely to give you food poisoning than McDonald's by a long shot. When was the last time you ate Chipotle? Uh, uh, at work – uh, Did they cater it or something? We went out to lunch for somebody's first lunch, another another production mm. guy. You were probably cringing the whole time. Yeah, especially because there was a Cafe Rio directly across the street. <laughs> like, what are we doing here? We're, we're here. There's Cafe Rio right there. <laughs> yeah, Cafe Rio is way better. They use f- such fresh food, too, at Cafe Rio. It tastes. But they don't claim to be healthy at all. No. They're like, oh, you want a thousand extra calories of this cilantro lime ranch on your burrito? They should be honest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, that's that's cilantro lime ranch or whatever it is. And you have to get the burritos enchilada style. That's the only way. Yeah. Oh, and the fresh so, tortillas. Oh, it's so good. Uh, oh, it's the best. So yeah, that was my topic for you. That's good. Yeah, I. Uh, what What are your thoughts on Chipotle? Yeah, I don't. I don't really have. Well, my thoughts are not as. Uh, constructed as yours articulated are. <laughs> i don't have like a huge problem with them uh i i i used I'll, to love chipotle to be fair yeah the first time i had it i did not like it at all but uh i'll go there now but it's not a first option yeah and i feel like part of the problem like even if you don't get sick <laughs> even if you don't get sick from chipotle um half the time the steak is garbage yeah it doesn't taste like great yeah, like they just got like I don't know a bad batch of locally sourced cows that are subpar. Yeah, and you're just stuck eating a subpar steak. Do you know what's never d- disgusting? The sweet barbacoa, <laughs> the sweet pork at tacos Rio. at Cafe Rio. Yeah, which you've gotten now for like a year and but, a half. Yeah, like Tuesday. almost every Tuesday <laughs> for a year and a half. You get two of them. Two mm-hmm. tacos. You never switch it up? Nope, because you got to let that sweet pork drain <laughs> into the rice and beans, and then you stir it up. Oh, it's so good. I mean, I haven't been to Cafe Rio in a long time. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't fully mind. I think my favorite thing at Chipotle is their chips. Mm, they do have good I chips. I think that's my favorite. The chips with the green salsa. I will concede. Oh, the green salsa is by far yeah. their best salsa. It's like the roasted the flavor. Ooh, oh, yeah. I, I love tomatillo <clears throat> salsa. But their chips are great. Yeah. Um, a little bit of lime. Salt. Mm. That's great. But... Other than that, I wouldn't choose Chipotle. My wife's a, a really big Chipotle fan. She likes their guacamole and their veggie stuff. But I also feel like they, as guacamole and avocados have gone through a renaissance in recent years, that Chipotle has just jacked up the price. It's like two bucks or something. Like, yeah, it's like an unreasonable amount for the amount of guacamole. And then they always have to remind you. Yeah. That it's $2. <laughs> I know. I'm putting it on yeah. my burrito. Just leave me alone. <laughs> oh, this is extra. Oh, what? You mean this thing that is literally like a punchline now? Like everybody knows that you're going to ask the or say that this is extra? Yeah. Comedians like a, write jokes about how the guacamole is extra? <laughs> yeah. 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 Not a, not a, not a, I don't really have an opinion either way. 
Yeah. I used to eat there all the time in college. What about Qdoba? Would you ever eat Qdoba? I found Qdoba excellently branded. Yeah. I thought their menu layout, the names of stuff were hilarious. I thought the branding of Qdoba was great. I found the food of Qdoba. <laughs> totally different. Yes. It had a lot to be desired. Yeah. Yeah, just curious. I had Qdoba for the first time ever when I lived in Kentucky. Because mm-hmm. I, I don't think they have them here in Phoenix. No. I've, I've, I've never, never seen, seen one. one. No. They had it catered for a staff meeting in Kentucky. And I remember thinking, why are you catering this? And this is when I used to eat Chipotle. Like, why would you cater this when there's a Chipotle or something else? Because this is yeah. not very delicious. No, I, I did not find it very appetizing. Yeah. Have you ever there? There's a few other places. Uh, there's a place like a make your own burrito place. Yeah, there's a place uh, called Freebirds. I think it started in the L.A. area. Mm-hmm. I may I may be having that wrong. It may have been in like Texas or something. But I went to one in Oklahoma City, and that was super good. They don't have them here either. No, I've never seen one here. Yeah. Uh, and that they did not pretend to be the healthy option. Like, they they just owned it. Yeah, you could get, like, a burrito, like, the length of my arm. Like, that was just an option. It was, like, on the menu. Like, (laughs) what size would you like? Would you like regular burrito, bigger burrito, arm length burrito? (laughs) Uh, And you could put, like, bacon in it. There was, like, eight different cheeses to choose from. It was just, like, it was, like, on a Chipotle on steroids where you had... And was it 100 better? options. Was it better? It was really good. Yeah. Of course, this was like 15 years ago now. Maybe, no, not that long ago. Yeah. Like 10 years ago. Yeah. And I don't really remember what it tastes like. Yeah. So. All right. Topic uh, number two. Coming from you? Yeah. For me? Yes. Yes. Cable television. Oh. Thoughts? I think I'm, I kind of like it. Does that sound bad? <laughs> like you, I, you, I don't have cable. But you uh, wish you did? Sometimes I do. I actually... I do, do, Are you a flicker? Yeah, I just like to roam through. Yeah. I love the... the Pause on something. Yeah, my mom still has cable. And whenever we go over there, we watch... Her, her TV is always on cable. She has... Well, I don't know. Is cable considered satellite? Is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah. Just, just anything that's you pay for. Yeah, paying for an, an additional television service. Yeah. So we have Netflix and Hulu at my house. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I like... And I don't think there's a, a specific to why I like it, but I think it's a maybe it's nostalgic of like growing up with cable mm-hmm. and having to wait through commercials mm-hmm. and hating them and being like these are just ridiculous. But now like if I watch cable, it's not a it's not bothering to me to have a commercial. It's yeah. more bothering for me to have a commercial on Hulu that's eighty six seconds. Oh my! Long. G- oh, <laughs> I'm waited. so glad that you brought that yeah. up. That is my new like. <laughs> Hated. The bane of my existence. Yeah, it's the worst. And I don't even watch Hulu that much, but whenever it comes up. And oh. it's like before every show even starts. And then it seems like it's 10 minutes in. There's another 80 second. I know. And I think Seinfeld on Hulu it's is like, what, what am I started I paying, watching. What am I paying $8 for, Hulu? Yeah, I pay, I what pay is it, I, $11 for Netflix. I don't get any commercials. Yeah, I'm paying you all this money, and then you're showing me commercials. Yeah, they're really annoying. <sighs> And it, I think it's the fact that they're 86 seconds, and it shows you that it's 86 <laughs> seconds, and you're like, oh, that timer is going so slow. <laughs> um, but I, I, I think I like cable because of the options mm-hmm. all the time. 
Um, I mean, I have an Apple TV now, so I can like download apps and get different things. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you're streaming and you're having to deal with like the buffering or having to deal with it's laggy or like, I don't know. I'm just not a fan. Cable, I know what's on. I know what time it's going to be on. I know that every night at 10 o'clock on Channel 10, Seinfeld comes on <laughs> and at 1030. Like I just, I think it's the predictability of what you get used to and it's a routine that mm-hmm. I probably appreciate the most when it comes to cable. Yeah, but I don't have a problem with it. I actually kind of miss it. We had cable all the way until we moved into our house. Mm. When we lived in Kentucky, we had Time Warner, mm-hmm. which isn't a thing out here, I don't think. It, it used to be, uh, like it, it might it. it might still be up north in Flagstaff. Okay. So maybe like smaller communities, Time yeah, Warner's my, at? Yeah, my mom used to work for Time Warner when, when we lived in Flagstaff. Dang. Her... Her, I don't know if this is information I could share. Her, 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 her best talk. friend, they met while working at Time Warner, and uh, she became, like, one of the execs of the company. Oh, dang. So. Yeah, we had Time Warner um, in Kentucky, and I loved, I had no problem with it. And I think we had Netflix, but I was still watching cable all the time. Yeah. Just the variety of options, is, I think, is is yep. better at times. That's really nice. Yeah. Um, and I don't even mind the commercials. Mm-hmm. I think they're shorter on cable than it is on Hulu. They're like 30 second commercials. Um, and they're always relevant somewhat, you know, to like what you're watching or mm-hmm. where on Hulu it's, I don't know, something random that pops up for a commercial and you're like, I don't even know what that is. The thing I hate most about Hulu commercials is that when I'm watching The Handmaid's Tale, Something serious or tragic will happen, and then all of a sudden it will cut to black and go to commercial. I'm like, this format was not made <laughs> for this. For this, it was made for something like Netflix with no commercials. Yeah. And all of a sudden, in the middle of this really intense moment, commercial. It's made for binge watching. It's made for binge watching. Ah, yeah. uh, Hulu, yeah. doing me dirty. Do you use Hulu a lot? Do you watch a lot of things? Uh, no, that's it. That's the only thing that. Me and Katie watch on it is Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, I watch Seinfeld on it. Seinfeld, yeah. Um, Mercedes, my wife watches tons of stuff on Hulu, hmm. but I don't. I don't nearly watch as much as as she does on there. I'll stick to Netflix. Yeah, it's way better. It is definitely a better user experience. Yeah, I sure. also have Amazon, and I I enjoy a lot of stuff on Amazon, but the user experience for watching on Amazon is garbage. It's is that, so, through, is I, that through Amazon Prime? Yeah. Okay. I feel like it's just so unintuitive the way you browse through stuff on Amazon. And yeah, especially if you're on the computer, you have to go to Amazon.com and then you have to like click on your like Prime Rewards thing and then click on video. Like, So it takes forever. Yeah. You can't just go to like PrimeVideo.com. Yeah. Like, and by that point, you might not even want to watch it anymore. I know. <laughs> It's like it, it's like HBO. We talked about this before. Yeah. But HBO Go is the worst. Yeah. It, it's user. a very bad user experience. Gosh, it's horrible. And I use it all the time. It's gotten a little bit better as of late, I yeah. feel like. I feel like maybe I'm just, it's like Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> I've watched, I tried to get into like Game of Thrones, but because of HBO Go, <laughs> I just stopped after episode two because I couldn't even. Because every time you have to like, like, oh, have to like all... scroll through, find Game of Thrones, <laughs> go to, alphabetical go to G. order. G, it's yeah. like G is in the middle of the alphabet. It's not even at the beginning. Yeah, so you're... Scroll, scroll, <laughs> scrolling through 30 years of HBO shows, no big deal. 
And then I like Sopranos too, and that's all the way at the end. I'm, like, <laughs> yeah, like, I'm never, go- I'm never gonna get to it. I, I, I can't get past curb yeah. your enthusiasm. <laughs> great show. We can talk about that <laughs> other time. My friend has YouTube TV. Yeah, and he says it's great. Yeah, I, um, I've you- considered getting that because you can watch a lot of sports with that right you can watch live sports on it yeah 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 i don't know how it works but he he got it last season for uh, the nfl season uh, mm. before it started because he didn't have cable um and he still has it he thinks it's great that's awesome yeah maybe they're worth looking into yeah i i uh one of my volunteers she's <sighs> forgive me for guessing an age <laughs> Probably like, <laughs> yeah, she'll never listen to this. Uh, like 65, 70 in that range. And uh, she said that she was paying like $90 a month for cable or something. Like she's just totally getting ripped <laughs> off by her cable company. Like uh, she doesn't know. And I was trying to explain to her like, there's a thing called YouTube TV. It's how much is like? 34 30, 99 a month. Yeah, like exactly. It's like 35 bucks a month. And she's like, well, does it have this channel? I looked it up. It was like, it was like Hallmark Channel. I was like, yes, it <laughs> of does. Of course it was Hallmark Channel. It does have Hallmark Channel. <laughs> she's like, so how do I watch it? Like, the It was so foreign. The, yeah, her, the probably. difficulty of trying to understand how YouTube TV could exist was enough to keep her from over-having <laughs> her cable bill every month. Yeah. Gosh. I'm assuming I know who it is. Yeah, probably. I'm just thinking in my head <laughs> of her having that conversation with you. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so do you like cable? Um, do you, I, do you know anybody that currently has cable that you, that you use or watch? So my family used to have direct TV mm-hmm. and I really liked it. I think direct TV puts out a surprisingly good product. I think, uh, their boxes function fluidly. I think the DVRs function well. Your ability to watch things off of the DVR from away from your house is mm-hmm. awesome. And uh, we had that because uh, bef- before, you know, we, we, my dad wanted to switch to get cheaper internet. So we switched to CenturyLink. And so we had to get a different cable Pr- provider. Prism. CenturyLink Prism? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Anyway, after two years, three years suffering through <laughs> CenturyLink... My dad finally switched like th- two years ago. Back to DirecTV? Back to, or no, back to um, Cox. So we lost DirecTV because in order to get the discount, he switched back to Cox Cable. Mm. Oh, I see. And we got their brand new contour box, the thing that they push all over the internet. And like, voice and, it? Oh, man, it drives me crazy. Every time the ad comes up, I'm like, this is a garbage product. Stop advertising. Do you guys have it? it? So your dad still the has The contour it? box is garbage. <laughs> There's no way it's made by Cox. It's not made by anybody that has to deal with anybody using it on the end. Yeah. And I've seen other people post like their Time Warner boxes and Time Warner has a brand new box just like this one that Cox has. And like some third party company is making these garbage boxes and convincing uh, every cable company to buy it and use it as their new box. And it is garbage. It uses it's, the remote, right? It uses the remote. You can speak into it, which is fine. Who cares? Yeah. Just trying to scroll through things, you're is like click, 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 and it's like one down, 
two down. Oh, so it's three super down. Lagged. And then you stop clicking, and then it goes right past the thing that you're <laughs> clicking. Like, oh my gosh, yeah. The user experience of the Cox Contour and box. And that's like over 100 bucks a month. Oh, I'm man. Assuming. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. And so I, I've got Cox Internet here, but. Yeah, that's what we have as well. Uh, I'm just hoping for the Google Fiber one day. Is that coming? I don't know. Phoenix is listed on on their website as possible locations. Yeah, possible. Possible. Man, yeah, cable. We see you out here, Google. Come on. (laughs) Just come on over. Come on over. (laughs) Uh, But the infrastructure for cable lines and stuff like that is insane. Like, it's such such a monopoly. Yeah. There's no way to compete. You know, literally, if if I wanted to start my own cable provider, uh, I would have to like dig my own trenches around phoenix to everybody's house to lay cable to get to their house yeah because one company owns the infrastructure that's why you can only have one and they lay the cable everywhere yeah where any new developments it's so expensive so like in my neighborhood they they lay all the cable for two different internet companies CenturyLink and cox so yeah my my house is hooked up for both Mm -hmm. they just need to turn it on one or the other up at the front like in the electrical box Mm. It's crazy that I even have, like, CenturyLink is it's already hooked into my house. Yeah. I just have to turn it on if I wanted to. But that's what, I think that's what stinks so much is our lack of choice. Like, we can't choose a better product. You have to have those Like, two. Cox yeah. Internet, in my experience, works better than CenturyLink. Yeah. More reliably, more of the time. There's no weird, I never have any problems with netflix freezing yep. when we had central league at my parents for like three years it was horrible it was horrible yeah it would just freeze it would just stop working and so cox has worked fine but i suspect that that also means that because cox actually works is the more expensive of the two options and that you, you only have two options okay. so so there's no other competitors that are like we also work and we're cheaper, you know, <laughs> there's nobody to undercut them because yeah, yeah. it's, do you want it to be cheap and basically unusable or do you want it to be us and we're expensive, but we work. And it works great. Yeah. So, yeah. Dang cable companies. There's a Seinfeld episode about that, but we'll, we'll get to it. <laughs> Just give it a year. Just give it, we'll give it a little time. It's actually in the first season. Oh, perfect. I think it's like episode three. Oh, we'll be there so soon. It's, it's coming up. It's a great one. <laughs> it's a it's a funny yeah we'll get to it uh second topic from mm-hmm. me to you yeah if you're ready yeah this will be our final topic yes that's uh, me sliding the papers noisily across the table i have two well i had two that i was thinking of on my way over here well i had one that i had thought of like last time we talked about this and on my way over here i was like man there's another one that i could bring up that i know you're very fond of mm-hmm. the first you have I, i'm assuming you don't by looking around your house you're not married yet, so you wouldn't have, mm-hmm. you wouldn't have it. Maybe you would. I don't know. So I was trying to think of which one to do. Um, I'm gonna do the I'm gonna do the second one that I thought of on my way over here. Okay. So, uh, what is your thought on socks? Very interesting question. <laughs> I'm guessing this isn't the one that has to do with me being married. No, I do own socks. <laughs> you, you have socks. And I know you like socks, so I'm yes. just, yeah, I want to talk about socks. Yeah, okay. So I'm a little weird with socks. Uh, first of all, I think that socks can be a luxury item. I, If I were a billionaire, 
I would only wear a pair of socks one time. And I, throw them away? Or would you keep them? I don't know. My butler takes care of that. <laughs> he can do whatever he wants with them. <laughs> <laughs> I just give them to him. I don't know what he does with the socks. Uh, that's kind of creepy. But. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I would buy really nice socks and I'd only wear them once and just get that real nice. They feel so nice Ooh. when they're new. Yeah. When they're still thick, like before mm, they're wearing all pl- plushy. Yeah. Um, I've actually been considering um, simplifying my sock situation. Mm-hmm. So you've got your three basic types of socks. Uh, you got your... It's great to me that you've thought this through, and you didn't even know I was coming prepared. <laughs> no, I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> but you already have a plan of Oh, place. no, I, yeah, I think about socks a lot. Yeah. Uh, so you got your, your three basic ones. You got your, your long socks. Mm-hmm. You got your ankle socks. This is at least in my wardrobe. And then you got your no-show socks. Uh, those no-shows don't get used very often. Are you a fan of no-shows? They feel weird. Yeah. They feel weird. I feel like I'm getting a blister on my heel every time I wear them. I feel like my feet are wearing a bikini. <laughs> like I feel par- like parts of my feet that shouldn't be exposed. They're exposed. They're exposed. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, yeah. So, so those are my three main sock choices. It's that middle category that gives me the hardest problem. Ankle I- sock. Yeah, so I love my options of my long socks. Uh-huh. We have some matching long socks uh, oh, with so different paintings and stuff on them, different famous works of art. Yeah. And uh, I've got Liverpool socks. I've got socks with animals on it. I've got uh, socks with slices of pizza on it. Do you have plain white socks? Like long, yeah. plain white socks. Um, I've got some... Like skateboarding mm. long socks, like really long like tube socks. Yeah. yeah. Um, what did I buy those for? For fun. Oh no, I bought them for my Scotty Smalls Halloween costume. <laughs> I just searched tube socks on on uh, Amazon costume, and tried to find the correct yeah uh, and you looking socks. You didn't even win that costume. No, I did win that one. You did? I didn't win the previous one too. I didn't win as Marty McFly. <sighs> yes. And I didn't win Which as... Which was a great one as well. And I didn't win as Tony Perkis oh, from yeah. the movie Heavyweights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I oh, think it's because so nobody good. has like seen... Heavyweights? Heavyweights. Lame. I know. Get I, on the scale. I, Get off the scale. I, <laughs> <laughs> That's the best part. The, the timing <laughs> of that line. Uh, I think I just got rid of my wig... I only wore it that one time. I was going through my closet and I pulled it down. I was like, well, I think it's time to get rid of this. <laughs> anyway, it's about the socks. Yes. That middle category of socks, the ankle socks. Mm-hmm. I want ankle socks that have fun designs on them like the long socks. I want exciting but, socks. But no one's going to see them. That's the okay. Socks. They're just for me. They're for me when I get home. Get off my <laughs> shoes. So I have a few. In fact, I think... You have some on right now? Oh, no. This this is a more boring one. These are just... So right now, I've just got... See, this is the type of thing... This is the best I can find on a regular basis. So this was a pack of Fila socks. Uh-huh. Pretty soft, pretty cushy. And there's stripes on them? And then there's... A, yeah, there's a different color ring stripe around the part that secures mm-hmm. to your ankle. So these ones are orange. Sometimes mm-hmm. they're blue. Sometimes they're green. Sometimes they're red. And... 
that's typically the situation with yeah. ankle socks. I've yeah. got I've got a bunch of black socks that have like lines through them, some sort of like just little striped pattern, mm-hmm. and some of them are red, some of them are blue, some of them are gray, and that's it. That's the whole variance between the socks. But I want Liverpool ankle socks. I want ankle socks with pizzas on them. I'm sure they make them. They make them for women. They're always in the women's sock section. Well, you just got to get a large foot woman sock. I've contemplated it. <laughs> but I just don't know why. So I have a whole bunch of U.S. men's national team ankle socks, mm-hmm. each pair different from the next. And I'm uh, some of them are blue stripes, some of them are red stripes, some of them say like whatever year U.S. soccer was established, like mm-hmm. 1913 or something. Uh, some of them have the U.S. men's national team seal Mm -hmm. those were the ones i thought i was wearing today i must have wore them yesterday and i love those socks but they they're on their last leg and they're my (laughs) last they're they're the only interesting socks i have left are they running thin yeah i just uh i don't care if nobody else sees them i just want fun socks yeah that's my thoughts on socks yeah that's good that's a very thought out process that's like a very thought out whatever on socks i don't care that much about my socks I like socks. I like the socks. Uh, how do you pick out your socks then when you're wearing them? Is it based on emotion or is it based on what you're wearing? Well, because I'm, I mainly wear ankle socks. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you're wearing. It doesn't matter what I wear. So it's based on emotion. Yeah, and what's kind of at the top of the pile in the drawer. Okay. That's so I, I was I'm wanting wanting to consolidate. I yeah, want, so I want were... to clear out most of everything in the drawer, get rid of all of those old black socks and and just like have a whole bunch of like new socks. So if you were to reach the far back corner of your sock drawer, what would be back there? What is something that you never wear? That's just a I'll be right back. What we got here? Those don't look very interesting. Yeah, and I think that's emblematic of the problem. I went to both <laughs> corners. I got these old faded black socks. You Those know, look, how, they look uncomfortable. You know how when like black fades and it becomes this weird like blue gray. Yeah. That's what these are. I can't wear these for anything. Why do I even have these? Yeah, yeah fill them. Fill them. Those aren't good socks. Well, these are like 90s style dress socks. They've got like the ribbing all the way up and down the sock. Yeah, they don't look very nice. And, but they're too thick to be real dress socks. Hmm. So why Into you... the trash. Close. Close. <laughs> It'd help if I had a can, not just a plastic bag yeah, laying on the floor. Nice. That'd be nice. These look similar. Yeah, and so these are, so this is the problem. See, this one has a gray heel and a gray toe and gray lines. And this one's got a gray, dark gray heel, dark gray oh, that's toe. The same, that's the same and sock. And red lines. Same sock, but just different. Uh, yeah, see, that's not fun. I'm assuming that's you got, not that fun. I'm assuming you got these, they're Van House, House and Socks. Did mm-hmm. you get these at like Ross or TJ Maxx? Yeah, or I got it at Ross. <laughs> I always see this brand. I think I have Van House and Socks too, but they're like high dress socks. Yeah. Well, and at, so. Ross, I, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Ross is where I got my U.S. Men's National Team socks last World Cup. Mm-hmm. I probably should go there tomorrow. I should, should go there right now. They always have soccer stuff. Yeah. And when I was there, 
I only bought one pack of those socks. But they had those. They had Barcelona socks. They, they you had. You wouldn't wear those. At this point, my sock game is so. <laughs> I take it so frustrating. <laughs> I just want something interesting. Man, but I should have. I should have literally bought every pack of U.S. Men's National Team socks. Oh yeah. Should have bought out the whole place. It would have been like fifty bucks. Who cares? Now you got socks for a long time. Yeah. Great socks. U.S. Men's National Team socks. Man, so frustrating. I'm, I'm very sorry for you and your predicament. That's okay. I'm in the same predicament, but I don't care as much as you, <laughs> as you do about, about clearing my sock drawer. I have a bajillion socks as well from like high school. Yeah. Like white Nike mm-hmm. long socks. How um, often do you purge your socks? Um, I usually don't. But yeah. once I notice that there's a hole or it's thinning, like yeah. basically a hole, I'll toss them out. Yeah, I think I purge my underwear more than I purge my socks. Yeah, yeah, me too. I go through my underwear pretty, pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> pretty hard on that uh, underwear. Pretty, pretty, yeah. I recently, totally off topic, but found these Adidas underwear that are almost like athletic compression shorts, and they don't get holes nearly as quickly as my previous underwear. So I'm working on collecting and ridding myself of these old underwear mm-hmm. and just slowly replacing with these adidas ones i'm uh which i think is what you need to do with your socks yeah yeah i'm i'm, I'm taking some lessons uh th- i think it part of the problem is the yeah. options i would purge a lot of my socks if i had the options that i wanted to replace them but i feel like i don't those options aren't available to me right now. Mm-hmm. I probably should go on amazon right now and just buy some socks there's probably a but, ton on there you can find yeah i know I don't know. But then you can't feel them. Yeah, exactly. And then, and then you're getting them. And you don't like, want to buy... How do these even fit? Buying socks sight unseen is... No, no bueno. Yeah. But I've been doing the same... You've been buying your underwear on Amazon? No, I've been... I, well, I did buy some on Amazon, but... Uh, so, Old Navy has, like, some, like, nice... Oh, that's nice. Nice underwear, yeah. yeah. Uh, I did not take off yeah, my he's, pants. Yeah, he's still, he's I, still just, I just pulled up the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the elastic band to show because you can judge a lot about the quality of some underwear by the plastic the, uh, the, elastic, the elastic band. band yeah so yeah old navy and it comes in fun designs i got ones with stripes and polka dots they're and, probably expensive though uh yeah it's more expensive it's like three for ten bucks but they're probably something. lasting a little longer yeah then they feel nice yeah i should look into it all right well let's tr- transition now into our first episode of our Seinfeld discussion. All right, that was either a spot-on rendition of the Seinfeld theme song, or we went with the one that I recorded earlier, and it's all right. That works. That works. <laughs> okay. Either one, it works. Man, first Seinfeld great episode yeah and just to recap if this is the first episode that you're listening to of the two justins podcast and didn't listen to the first one every episode here we discuss multiple things uh one of which is the greatest show ever the greatest show ever the sitcom seinfeld yeah and uh we are currently on episode one season one of seinfeld and this is going to be the discussion of that yeah and we're going to go through every single episode for all the seasons. Every episode. And we discussed it was a lot. Yeah. It's, like it's quite a few. Some, but it's going to be awesome. So. Great show. Lots of funny things. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
first initial thought was, and this I've always remembered this from the first Seinfeld episode, but I find it interesting that it only takes place in four places the whole mm-hmm. entire episode, which makes it maybe a little boring. Not boring, but just different than what it turns out to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you notice that at all, that it only takes place in four spots? <clears throat> yeah, it doesn't did, seem did to... Did you even notice it? Like, did you even I notice... didn't really think about it, but it, it definitely, the pacing of it is different from when Seinfeld is fully hitting Going, its stride. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like they're in a place for a lot longer of a time. So kind of the concept for the show that I've always found interesting was it was the idea of where do comedians get their material. Yeah. And so it was continually bouncing a little bit between Jerry like at the club working through bits Mm -hmm. and you see kind of how those bits tie into everyday life and how one births the other. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so do you want to explain a little bit about what happens in this episode? Yeah, so it starts out, um, kind of the main theme of it is Jerry is has met this girl on, like, a business trip or at a club or something where he was out of town. And she's coming back into town uh, for business or for something. And I feel like that's the main point is, is Jerry going to see this girl or is he going to date her or go on a date with her or something of that nature. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same time in this whole process, George is trying to tell him that he's not going to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's the main point is that Jerry's trying to figure out if this girl's going to come to New York and he's uh, assuming she is and that she's going to see him. Uh, but no one else really thinks so. And I don't know if there's another main point in there, but. And maybe just trying to figure out what the relationship between them will look is. like. Yeah. Yeah. Because George obviously is totally against it, negative, <laughs> from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And Jerry's very optimistic uh, with it. And again, I think it goes back to, I don't think there's a whole lot of substance to that first episode. No. At least that's what I felt like when I was rewatching. I haven't watched that in a long time, the first episode. Um, but it almost just seems very, not empty, but just not a lot of like stuff. I feel like the episodes, as you get further into Seinfeld, there's like a lot of themes for each episode. Yep. Like each character might have been doing something different in the episode had their own storylines for that episode yep. yeah but on this first one it really seems like this whole idea of the the girl uh coming to visit jerry kind of takes over the plot for the whole episode mm-hmm. and even like the first two the first two places the episode takes place which is in the coffee shop mm-hmm. and then the next scene is in the laundromat for the whole that whole segment which is like six minutes six or seven minutes of them combined is only about that girl right it's not even about you don't even get any like you don't get any um of that detail to who george is even yeah i mean george is just a friend that's like counseling his friend jerry negatively (laughs) you know like which turns out to be his whole character for the whole show right but yeah i don't i don't know i didn't i didn't i don't think there was much more to the first episode yeah it kind of besides introducing characters and it kind of seemed to lack the uh traditional what we think of as the like the Seinfeld banter yeah. and speed, how, the pace of things, how yeah. quickly things uh, bounce from one topic to the next, yeah. and sometimes you have you know three different characters all talking about different things, yeah. intermingled in the same conversation. Yeah. So they're just kind of bouncing between topics in conversation, yeah. which makes it really relatable. To yeah, it's very realistic to yeah. how we all talk. Yeah. And I think when it opens, the very opening line, um, which is all about, 
the shirt button mm-hmm. on George. Like, I think that the classic course, conversation. Yeah, yeah. That, like that starts out and it seems really Seinfeld ish. Like, hey, this is what Seinfeld always is like. Like, that's about nothing and about things that don't make sense. But then it quickly jumps to that girl. And then that kind of just takes over yeah. the remainder of the show, really. Definitely. But I think it's a, a good start off episode for the season. I thought it was great besides being somewhat yeah empty but i i remember i watched it last week kramer's in it mm-hmm. at some point only for a little kind bit. of introduced but he isn't he isn't the main character that he kind of becomes uh as like one of the main four yeah he, he seems a little bit more like just the neighbor the neighbor yeah maybe the neighbor in in uh uh, who's the Heidi Ho neighbor, the Tim Allen show, uh, what's Home his Improvement. Name? Yeah, but what's his name? Is that his uh, name? Wilson? I don't remember. I think it's Wilson. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, where it's like a recurring character that's in like every episode. Yeah, you know he's going to show up at some point. Right, but it's never about him, his own plot lines. Yeah. Yeah. It's all just this outside force coming into the story adding his own little bit and then leaving the story so yeah yeah i thought it was i thought it was good so this is also the first of jerry's girlfriends uh introduced to yeah that you get introduced to if you watch the dvds with the the option there's an option on the dvd Uh to turn on notes about nothing and every time there's a new girlfriend, it I'm doing girlfriend in quotation marks because of the way this episode ends. Yeah, yeah. But it it uh, updates like the counter of how many girlfriends Jerry has had through the, <laughs> the series. I didn't know you could do that on the DVDs. Yeah, it's great. I have them all. Is that what you watched it on? Uh, no, I, I watched this one on Hulu. Yeah, I didn't know you could do that. Yeah, the the notes about nothing are awesome. It tells you about how the the script writing process was for this one when they did the first table read when this was shot it it just comes up on the side as you're watching it comes up as if it's closed captions at the bottom oh that's awesome yeah and it just it just puts up a line and then puts up the next line and then puts up the next line so worth doing oh it's fantastic yeah and and like it says it's notes about nothing like nothing that it says (laughs) is important to the plot of the show but Really, nothing that happens in the yeah, show is important to the plot of the show. Yeah, and I own all of them on DVD. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, yeah, you gotta check I it own out. All the seasons. Yeah, that's crazy. I didn't know that was a, a thing on there. Yeah, I need to. I need to get a DVD player. I guess I have. I have a Xbox three three sixty. So that that's that yeah. That that, that's my only option. I've never owned like a DVD player. I, I don't think. I, I have always a, used, like a gaming system. A whole bunch of DVDs and I have <clears> nothing to really watch them with. Yeah. Well, I think that wraps it for the first steps. <laughs> there's not, there's not, a, there's not a whole lot. I feel like there's not a whole lot, except for the girlfriend turns out to be married. But yeah, yeah, the, the big reveal at the, the end of the episode. At the very end. What, what's the line that that she uses? She's like talking to her, or her fiance. Husband calls oh, yeah. the, or fiance calls on the phone. And and then she, they're just talking. At the end, she hangs up and and says like. Uh, like, never get engaged. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it ends like that. That's huh? a good reveal. Yeah, it's that's good. a good way to reveal. Never get engaged. Uh, yeah. All right. That wraps it for the Seinfeld corner. Next, we're going into the topic of the month. 
World of Cup. the year. World Cup. World Cup. Best thing ever. Talk it about started. it for the next four it's years. It's here. Yeah. <sighs> it's so great. Thursday. It was awesome. I uh, Did you watch all the games? Have you watched every game? So, my intention was to watch every minute of every game. Uh, somehow. Somehow. Just By recording or Yeah, exactly. Whatever. Just like I did last World Cup. Every minute, every game. It's a lot harder when it's not a Brazilian time zone, when it's a Russian time zone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's not in the middle of the day. Um, but what happened was on Saturday morning for the 3 a.m. game, <laughs> I recorded it. I recorded the 3 a.m. France versus Australia. Yeah, yeah. And I was very excited to wake up at 6 and watch it simultaneously. Which is early for you. Yeah. Oh, which is very early for yeah, me. I'm surprised. <laughs> uh, and watch it simultaneously with the Argentina Iceland game. Yeah. And so I set it up to record. I went to bed. I set my alarm for six o'clock, and I I never toggled the the little switch the on and in off the switch. yeah the on and off switch. So in my iPhone, <laughs> the alarm was never turned on. I woke up at eight thirty, thirty minutes into uh, the next game. Missed the whole. Uh, missed the entire Argentina Iceland game. At least you recorded the France game. Yeah, so I got to watch the France game. I watched it while the denmark peru game was going yeah but let's just run off um for the people that are very uninterested in the world cup uh and don't care at all about the scores uh and really want us to move on to the next bit of conversation let's run through every score of the world (laughs) cup and uh yeah thursday 5-0 Five zero uh, Russia, Russia yeah. over Saudi Arabia. Did you hear about Saudi Arabia's team today? No, something happened. Uh, the, one of their engines on their plane like caught fire, and they in had the to, like, air? yeah, and they had to like land in an emergency. Oh my gosh! Yeah, crazy, scary. Yeah. Well, Saudi Arabia looked horrible. Yeah. In that game, <laughs> they did. And I didn't. I didn't watch um, all of it. I think I caught. You didn't watch all of it. <sighs> I don't think I did. Oh, no, you were there. I watched it with you. Oh, you what did. What were you doing? <laughs> I don't know what I was doing. Man, I forgot about that. Yeah. And that was only like four days ago. I know. Dang. Yeah, I, drew, I drove over to your house. Yeah, coffee. We had coffee. Cinnamon rolls. Cinnamon rolls. And watched the Man, first game of the World Cup. What am I thinking here? I don't know. Well, I remember Saudi Arabia not looking that good. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, they did not look good. And Russia looked surprisingly competent. I expected well, them to be poor. But again, it was against Saudi Arabia. Yeah, and it was in Russia. Not to say any money <laughs> in large envelopes past hands to make them look extra good do you in think, the first game. Do you think they do urine samples for steroids in the World Cup? Just a thought. Is that a thing? I've never heard of that being a thing in soccer. I would guess that, <clears throat> especially at hosting a major sporting event in Russia... After the documentary Icarus won the best uh, best yeah. uh, documentary Oscar, in which they exposed how in every major sporting event, pretty much forever, forever <laughs> Russia has been doping athletes yeah. with performance-enhancing drugs and covering it up. I feel like it's a thing. I just haven't heard yeah. of it at all. I'm sure. I'm sure. And it's just crazy that the documentary test. came out this year. Yeah. Or 
the towards the end of yeah, last year yeah. or whenever. And then that's in Russia. I just feel like it would have been a topic. Yeah. Or something would have been said. Like I don't know. I just haven't seen anything. News articles, nothing about it. No, no, I never hear about drug testing in soccer. So I'm, yeah, I'm just curious if it's a if it's a thing. But anyways, yeah, five zero, crazy. Five zero. Way it started out. And then Friday, uh, you have, which this is a game I didn't see, is Egypt Uruguay, which mm. I know you're you're uh, pulling for Egypt a little bit. Oh, Mo Salah. Mo Salah. Did he even play? Dreamy we talked eyes. about it. He didn't play. No, he did not play. Yeah, I was listening to a podcast this morning. They were talking about something in practice is the reason why he didn't play. The coach saw something mm. in it. his shoulder. Is that what he hurt? His shoulder? Yeah. Or dislocated it? Well, it's it's arguable to say that uh, Sergio Ramos hurt it. But, uh, yeah, yeah, his shoulder is <laughs> what is bitter, injured. Man. You can't be bitter about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't watch that game. Did you watch it? Yeah. Did you record it and watch it or did you wake up? Or uh, was it not I- that early? It was it was a six o'clock, right? Okay, yeah. Yeah, I recorded it and watched it uh, simultaneously with the Iran Morocco game. Gosh, Iran! Yeah. Not to jump ahead, but first goal ever I know. for them in the World Cup. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. It's crazy. great. Uh, who scored for Uruguay? Uh, Do you remember? What, ooh, let me look. I wanted to say Godin. No, it's Jimenez. Yeah. Yeah. Poor, Egypt, poor little Egypt. I only know like three players on the. I don't know one team. player from both of those teams, which is Mo Salah. I don't, I don't know. Luis Suarez? Oh, yeah, I guess so. Diego Godin? Yeah. Uh, Falcao? No. Luis Suarez. Yeah, Falcao, right? I kind of forgot about him. How can you forget? Just biting people's ears off? I don't know. I, I know. That's why you can't forget. <laughs> I'm just you, you forget he's going to bite you. <laughs> um, and obviously the best game of that whole day. Not the best. Maybe, well, the most exciting. Oh, Cavani? Oh, yeah. He plays for Uruguay? Yeah. Did he start? Yeah. Hmm. Um, let's see. Yeah, Godin. Uh, anybody else? No. Falcao. Falcao's Colombian. Never mind. No, he's not on there. But uh, I didn't watch that first game, and I watched a little bit of the Iran game. But, man, Portugal, Spain. Mm. It was a great game. Oh, my gosh. Despite Cristiano just, like, that was his team. That was so exciting. Yeah. Especially, I mean, when Spain was just dominating the whole game. Yeah. Except for the Cristiano Ronaldo just coming through and... Oh, man. He killed it. Yeah, that was a great, great game. That, that was awesome. That free kick from Ronaldo? In the 86th minute. In the 86th minute. Yeah, it was insane. Just the control to lift it over the wall. Uh, and you see, I can't remember, was it PK trying to head it? And it just, yeah, it just, like, couldn't quite get there. Just so close. Pl- the ball was just placed Perfect. so perfectly. Yeah. And a horrible foul. Was it PK that fouled him, too? I think it was. Yeah, I think so. It's like, why would you even? Oh, you have, man. like, four minutes left. Yeah. And just a stupid foul. And you know they have the best free kick taker. In the world. Of all time, probably. Yeah. I mean, he's unbelievable. He's made so many of them. You give him that perfect foul, perfect position, right foot. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. And the other two goals from Cristiano, was one a PK? I think it was. Um, yes, the first goal. Yeah, it's just crazy. Um, and I feel like people doubt Portugal a lot. Yeah. Just because they're not the greatest team. Um, overall. Overall. Right. But obviously that fueled him, too. Yeah. I also, man, looking at it, Diego Costa. <sighs> 
Yeah. Man. And I did not like him when he played for Chelsea. I think Chelsea would have been like a top three team this year with Diego Costa. I don't know why. I don't like him. He's good. I mean, he is good, and those goals were incredible. I don't know if it was his first one or second, where he just like back and forth around those defenders yeah. and just he, cut it across. He to just the like left, will far post. will the goal. Yeah, he was on like, his I'm, I'm going to score this. I'll just take this down right yeah. now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just give me the ball. But uh, I don't know why, but yeah, I don't. I just don't like him. The first time uh, I saw Diego Costa playing for Chelsea. I knew it was a new signing, and I thought he was like 37 years old. <laughs> he looks so like old, old. Like an old man. He looks like and an old he man. he wears his shorts so baggy. Yeah. Like, gosh, you look like a, a hoodlum out there just running around. But Oh, man. Yeah. But that was a great game. He would always wear, like, the long sleeves and the gloves. Yeah, always. Yeah. Did he play for an EPL team before Chelsea? Not that I know of. Yeah, he played for somewhere else. Yeah, I think in Spain. Yeah. So, the next game's... France 2, Australia 1. France is a team that I feel like is really good, and they looked incredibly vulnerable. They looked vulnerable against the United States a few weeks ago, Mm -hmm. and Australia is not a great team. And, man, they got really lucky to get out of there with a 2-1 score. With an own goal. Yeah, with... with I mean, two PKs and then an own goal. Yeah, is... Uneventful. (sighs) Yeah, it was it was a tense game because you could feel France uh, getting a little frantic as time went on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you just look top to bottom, how talented the squad is, especially up top with uh, Griezmann and Giroud, Giroud. Yeah. and Fekker, and which we talked about him a little bit the last podcast yeah. and. Uh, somehow, at the last minute, his transfer to Liverpool fell through. So, so he's where's he at? Uh, he's going to be staying at uh, Marseille. Okay. okay. So it's speculation that uh, he's had some injury stuff in the past, and that in the physical examination, Liverpool didn't really like what mm-hmm. they saw. So that's unfortunate. I was excited to get him. Um, but yeah. So. Two my favorite games of the day was Peru, Denmark, and then obviously Argentina, Iceland. The one I missed. Yeah, it's a shame. <laughs> shame. The Denmark Peru game, you watched that one. Yeah. You got up for like half of it. Yeah. Or you made it in to Yeah, bit. I made it in. Despite Peru losing to Denmark, I think Peru, hands down, better team in the game. Yeah, they, they definitely outplayed them. And I just felt so bad. I mean they had the miss PK. Yep. And they had like two or three more opportunities in the second half to win or yep. to at least t- to tie it and walk away with the draw. But I felt so bad for that guy who missed the PK. Mm-hmm. Did you see that at all? Were you yeah. up in time to watch that? Yeah. Skyrockets it, like right over the goal. Um, and it doesn't come up. <clears throat> yeah, that was right at half. <sighs> yeah. So sad. He's going to live with that forever. <sighs> yeah, forever. That's, that's rough. And who knows if we'll play another World Cup. Like your one opportunity to do that. That's anyways, true. I Especially thought, if you're in Peru. <sighs> Yeah. Because it's not just a question of making the national team. It's about making, making it back to a World yeah. Cup. So I thought they played so good in Peru. They were super physical. They were all over the ball. They were everywhere. Their Definitely. hair game was on point. <laughs> their mohawks and their Oh, their man. Fades. The, everything yeah, was so, so good. Every single player, fade, fade, fade. <laughs> like hard cutting stars into yeah. the side of their head. Yeah. yeah. But I thought that was a good game. And then obviously the Argentina-Iceland game. I don't know. Did you see highlights at all? Did you watch uh, it? I, I saw a little bit of the highlights. I, I watched the uh, Icelandic... Uh, like, what is it, one 
seventh or one ninth of the population in the stadium (laughs) of iceland all doing the thunderclap where they're clapping faster and faster it's crazy to think like a huge percentage of the country of iceland is in russia right now they just all went like if a natural disaster happens iceland is devastated (laughs) (laughs) there's nobody left (laughs) Uh, but that was a great great game iceland first time the world cup I was skeptical, uh, but I wanted to pull for them because they're an underdog. Yeah. And uh, and they're a fun team. Oh, they're great. And I didn't know they have, like, some good players. Their offense is awesome. They have mm-hmm. awesome forwards. Gilfie Sigurdsson. Finn Bogassin. I don't know how to say that mm-hmm. name. He's on He's on the yeah. team I picked. It's hard to, yeah. it's hard to all their names name all of their names. Looking. I was <laughs> yeah. like, man. But, uh, man, Argentina couldn't do anything the whole game. Yeah. I mean, they were, they were running all over the field. Uh, they were swarming the ball. They were physical. They were every time the Messi got the ball, there was two or three players. I mean, it was crazy. Yeah. Um, and they played so well. And to get a one-one draw, it was crazy to see just how excited they were to not even they didn't even win. Yeah. But they got a one-one draw against Argentina, and they were. That's like best case scenario yeah, of what them. they were. And planning. I don't know their group. I don't. It's uh, Nigeria and Croatia are also in their group. Yeah, and that game. Nigeria did not look good. No. Croatia looked their what you expected them to yeah, be. Yeah, their but... jerseys look better than their, their gameplay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Best jerseys in the, in the, in World, the Cup. <laughs> World Cup. Avocado green. It looks so nice. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I just, I think, I think Iceland has a good opportunity. I don't, I think I picked them. Oh, no, I think I picked Nigeria to go through. But after seeing that this weekend, I'm like, man, maybe Iceland has an opportunity to go through unless they can't beat Croatia. Mm. John Obi Mikel looked old. In the game, Nigeria. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I I've always I've always liked him. I thought yeah. I thought he's a really good player, but he just <clears throat> he looked old. Croatia looked so young and fast. Yeah, and then they had Victor Moses, who yeah, I mean he did okay. He yeah. created opportunities. And Victor Moses has been been really good the last year. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's just unfortunate for Nigeria. Yeah, yeah, but that was a good day for games. I yeah, was, I thought it was a great day. And All right, yes, Sunday. Which, yeah, Sunday was awesome too. Yeah, especially that first game at eight o'clock. The second game, first game was Serbia oh, yeah. Croatia. It was that early one? Yeah, that was uh, the first of the Concacaf teams losing. <laughs> so on to the next game. Yeah, we don't care about that one. Uh, but Germany Mexico. Yeah, a surprise. Well, Germany Mexico. Oh yeah, was that, first. Was, that was that was the first one. Yeah, Brazil and Switzerland. Oh yeah, it's because it's the different different group. But Germany Mexico. Mm-hmm. Great game as well. Oh my gosh! And I'm pulling for Germany to win the whole World Cup. Yeah, but I was super excited for Mexico too. That, I mean, that was awesome. You could tell that Mexico was freaking out about, <laughs> about winning. <laughs> about winning. Yeah, and they they deserved to like they outplayed Germany that whole game. Yeah, yeah. The I remember the first like five minutes they had so much possession in Germany's box. And came away with nothing from it, and I was afraid that that was gonna really hurt Mexico. Like heads down, and yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like, well, well, <laughs> just like that was the opportunity right there, right mm-hmm. out of the gate. Yeah. Germany hasn't settled into the game, and you know, skying shots r- way over the uh, goalpost when you have the opportunity right in front of goal. Like you just, you just got to put it on frame. Yeah. Have to, you, you just got to give yourself a chance. And yeah. yeah. So I was concerned that, that that was going to be it. 
that Germany was going to recover take over and, and take over, score yeah. a goal, and then that'd be it'd be done. Yeah, but that wasn't the case. Yeah, and that's what I mean. Just going back to that game as a perfect example, uh, I think is why soccer is so awesome, especially the World Cup, is that any team can come out on top. You have no idea who's going to yeah. win. I mean, Iceland, Argentina, like coming out the draw, Mexico beating Germany. Like I would have never thought. I like Mexico. Mm-hmm. I like Ochoa and Chicharito and some of those guys that play, but I would have picked Germany every time to beat Mexico. Yeah. Um, and just because uh, another team has more talent doesn't mean that they're going to do- completely, I don't know, dominate the field. Yeah. Like smaller teams like Iceland play to their strengths. You know, they're not reliant on, like Argentina, this has been the fault of Argentina for the last like 12 years. All they do is try to get the ball to Messi. And every team knows that. So it's like, why why would you continue to do that? Messi plays basically out of position from his natural position of like a right winger. (laughs) He plays a center striker that they just throw the ball to and hope he scores. Yeah. And yeah, it's just... So you've got that where everybody feels a little bit uncomfortable and feels like they're pressing a little bit, pushing just a little bit beyond what the team is capable of. Yeah. yeah. And and then a team like Iceland that's like... Everybody knows their part. Everybody knows their player. Like, they know exactly what they have to do. We're going to press. We're going to... And then we're going to drop all in the back every time. Everybody's out back defending. Every single play. We're just eating up all of the space. Yeah, and just going back to that game real quick, I know we moved on, but... That was the other thing I was going to mention is they were 10 players back and then 10 players press. <laughs> 10 players back, 10 players the whole game. Like yeah. They didn't stop. That's got to be exhausting. Oh, yeah. But it worked. Like, they knew what they had to do. Like, we have right. to stack people in the back because Germany is going to come at us with these massive dudes and they're going to score. And, like, yeah. they knew what they had to do. Do you, um, do you think uh, – I, I've never played soccer, like, competitively, so I don't really have a <laughs> – I've never played sports really competitively, <laughs> if you, unless you count intramurals at MCC, in which I got shin splints after playing two games in a row. So that's good. That's good. Uh, I was hurt pretty bad too. Yeah, oh man, it took like six months before I could like run without yeah. pain in my shins. Yeah. Uh, do you think that that is an advantage that is understated by uh, teams with less expe- expectation on them that? I'm trying to think of how how to phrase this. Like like a team like England, mm-hmm. Brazil, Germany, Argentina, Portugal, Spain. Spain. There's almost something possibly in the back of every player's mind that knows if I'm not having a good game, they're going to win. We're still going to win because we've got a, the better team and somebody else will make up for my deficiency. Whereas a team like Iceland, you can't think that because you know all it takes is one mistake and your team can't recover. Yeah. You have to be on point, know what you're doing, and, and execute perfectly yeah. in order to, to get this type of outcome. Yeah. So your question is, is that a benefit to other teams? Like, yeah. Do you, do you think teams like Iceland truly benefit from being able to think like that? Uh, or that teams like Brazil that looked pestered. We haven't even got to that game yet, but they looked pestered the entire game by Switzerland who was playing very physically with Neymar. Yeah. Yeah. And they just looked frustrated 
but they never really put it together in the way that they should have yeah. against Switzerland. Yeah. I don't know. I think <clears throat> I think when you look at teams like Iceland, and if they're going to play that way, that that mindset of if I miss if I mess up or if I don't fall back or if I don't push forward and I make a mistake, Germany can take advantage of that. Soccer is built on opportunities entirely. Mm-hmm. Like you have to take advantage of every opportunity, um, which is what Iceland did. It's what Mexico did. Like they took advantage of these opportunities that were given to them. Um, and I think that comes into play too when you're playing on an offensive third as well Is if there's the opportunity, they all have that mindset of we're going to take it every single time. Um, but I think it does play a factor for those bigger teams because – they do know that they have this massive team that has players that play in top level clubs all around the world. Mm-hmm. If I mess up, well, I have a right back behind me that's gonna that's gonna cover for me. We're in yeah. Iceland. We're in Iceland. You know they they're lucky they're even in the World Cup. Right. So that mindset that they have of like, man, this is we didn't expect to be here. You know, I'm assuming. Well, I'm not gonna say that I'm assuming they didn't expect to be there, but yeah, the fact that they're already there and they've beat the odds to be in the World Cup, and then on top of that, they know that they have to know that not all their players are world-class players. Mm-hmm. Like I think only one or two of them play in like a top level club, Finn Gaston or whatever is, I don't know his name, Finn mm-hmm. with their top forward plays in Germany in Bundesliga. And then a few of them play in like second division, England, England. Um, and Gilfrey Sigurdsson, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think recognizing those shortcomings allows you to win. I mean, yeah. you see it all the time in sports, like these underdogs that come up and win, and that's where I think top-level teams can get cocky and get arrogant and think, well, this team, they don't even deserve to be here. These, yeah. you know, They don't have players that play in top-level clubs, and I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, no, definitely. All right, today's teams. I, uh, well, I, did, I did watch. I think I watched every game today, except for the second half of Belgium. The Belgium. Oh, okay. Uh, I only watched the second half of Belgium, so. Yeah. So I only watched the first half, and it wasn't super exciting. Yeah, zero zero at half, three zero at the end. Yeah, so which is crazy. Yeah, um, and I didn't get to see all three of them. So yeah, Panama uh, did a pretty good job containing Belgium uh, in the first half, but the second half, uh, Belgium took their opportunities, and, and Lukaku had Lukaku two, had two goals. Yeah, two goals. Right. Yeah. Eden Hazard, he played well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think. Who had the assists? Uh, oh, Merton's first goal was pretty good. Uh, De Bruyne and excuse me, De Bruyne and Hazard both had assists. Yeah, yeah. I got to watch the whole Sweden South Korea game, and I thought South Korea looked okay too, even though they lost one zero. Kind of mm-hmm. goes back to the Peru Denmark game. I think South Korea created a ton of opportunities, um, and I thought they played really really well, like up to the up to their competition that they were playing against. Yeah, and Sweden looked good too. First Sweden World Cup. Around a story of Sarah Miller, who has not been home in seven years. Written by Carrie Haywood, published in the year 2013. <laughs> what was that? Was it a voice? <laughs> that was Siri. A, that was the uh, Amazon Echo. <laughs> I have no idea what it was saying. Did it pick up something? Did we say something that uh? Something that must have sounded like Alexa. <laughs> it's like what the heck is that? Uh, um, well, now I forget what I was saying. Oh, Sweden! That was their first World Cup without Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Yeah. Um, I thought they looked great. Yeah, that's good. I don't think they need them. Yeah, I, I, I think that they are potentially better off without him. And 
because otherwise they would be playing like Argentina. Yeah, just give it to Zlatan Ibrahimovic. And if there's maybe one player in the world that you want to play that way with, it might be Zlatan Ibrahimovic. But at the same time, is he still capable of doing what he's done forever? Yeah. A few injuries, a little bit older. Yeah. I mean, he's playing the MLS. I'm not going to talk. That's a topic for another time. (laughs) I could talk bad about it. That's a topic for another time. do it. Shut your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) And then England. Yes. Yeah, they looked. That was a fun game. Yeah, it was great. I liked watching it. It was uh, more frantic than it probably should be. Oh, yeah. Uh, Harry Kane, though. Because England's got a stacked team. They always seem like they have a stacked team. And they played super young. Yeah. They played almost like their whole team was a really young Mm -hmm. team, Mm -hmm. which I thought was awesome. Yeah, Jordan Henderson might be their oldest player. Yeah, or Gary Cahill. No. Oh, yeah. But Gary maybe. Cahill didn't start. Yeah. I don't even think he played in the whole game. Yeah. But I thought it was great. They played all these young players. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marcus Rashford looked awesome. I think he's an awesome player. Yeah. I I thought, who did Rashford come in for? I don't know. I think it was, was it uh, Lindgaard? No, Eric Dyer came in for Lindgaard. It was... Sterling. Yeah. Okay. And Sterling's an awesome player yeah, too. Yeah, Sterling's really good. Like that that's a really high quality like swap. Yeah. Um but yeah, I I, I definitely think Marcus Rashford has an opportunity to be the difference maker on this England team. Mm-hmm. And that's really hard for me to say because he plays for Manchester United. <laughs> I know, which is disgusting. <laughs> uh but you could just see uh, his ability to move in very tight space with the ball at his yeah. feet is fantastic. And again, what you want out of that position is someone who can create opportunities. Yep. And even because you know Kane will finish. Finish. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but even on the end line, when Marcus Rashford has the ball and there's two defenders on him, mm-hmm. like he gets out of that and crosses it in. Like how do you even? Mm-hmm. Like he's quick, he's fast, he has he's agile. Yep. He's smart. He finds him. He finds himself in the right spots at the right time. Yeah. All the time. Hence that missed goal that he should have had in like the <laughs> 90th minute. Yeah, where where he like left he let it. Let it go for, I don't know who that was calling for it. And then that guy. Yeah. Whoever it was called for the ball. And he, and he, he got, let he it go. And he left it. And then the yeah. guy could have just one-timed it. Well, Marcus Rashford could have one. He should have one-time hit it. He, he should have let that go. He should have put it on frame. And maybe that's because he's young. Yep. It's his first World Cup. Yeah, I mean, somebody saying, "Hey, leave the ball." Leave He's the like, ball. "I'm gonna be self. I'm gonna, not gonna be selfish." I'm right, gonna, I'm which is it. a good trait. The, like, you don't want your guys to be selfish, but also, uh, you kind of also want them to be selfish. wide open. Like, yeah, easy. <laughs> Could have gone near post. Like well, wide open. The difference. That's the difference between. Um, I think it was, I think it was France that I was watching. Actually, no, I think it was Brazil. I think it was when I was watching Brazil. Mm-hmm. So Neymar's ob- obviously going to err on being more selfish, which is fine. Yeah. He's Neymar. Yeah. But there was a there was a couple of times in that game uh, where instead of making that one extra pass to a guy that would have had pretty much a clear shot on goal, they just g- took it themselves and sent it yeah. over the crossbar. And... I was getting so frustrated because they were being selfish at the wrong times. And then, like Rashford, then they would come back down the field and they would go for that second pass and it would be cut out yeah. and booted away. Yeah. It's and it's like, like you should have taken the shot there. Yeah, that's he, – he, <laughs> when, when there's nothing but the goalkeeper and you, that's when you shoot. You, you just got to shoot. Not when you're 25 out. 
Right. Then you have a million other people you could pass to. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I thought England, that was my favorite game of today, for sure. Yeah, me too. And I don't want to get too hyperbolic, but I really think that this England team and that Belgium team have a chance to upset a lot of people's World Cup brackets. <laughs> yeah. Because Brazil, uh, this is something I mentioned to you on Sunday, yeah. Brazil always makes the wrong personnel decisions. Mm-hmm. You know, they have Casemiro looked terrible playing attacking mid when he plays defensive mid for Real Madrid. So I don't understand why they have him playing in that position when they have Firmino also on the, on the team. And, he, and he's not even going to get any playing time yeah. because they want to play a defensive midfielder in the attacking mid position. I just, I, I, I don't understand yeah. the decisions that they make. And someone like Firmino, obviously Liverpool, mm-hmm. um, that's all he does at Liverpool. Yeah. He's so the ability again to create opportunities and he can pass the ball like he passed the ball so well yep and especially at liverpool when he has uh mo salah and mane and all these guys up front that he mm-hmm. can play to really well you have a perfect person that you're like i know he'll pass the ball when the time comes and, and who's he passing to he's passing to william and coutinho these and op- neymar incredible forwards like you know he's gonna play the ball he's yeah. a selfless way and he has a great track record track record of doing that in EPL, why wouldn't you want him? Yeah, field? so totally agree. Uh, I think France is looking disappointing. I think Brazil's making curious personnel moves. And yeah. I think Belgium and England are positioning themselves for yeah. deep runs. I, I agree. Because e- even though England was on the ropes until stoppage time, mm-hmm. uh, they still completely dominated the entire game. Yeah. Like it could have easily been a, a huge blowout. Who do you have, if you want to share it, just winning the whole World Cup? Uh, I, you, on, I, your, on your bracket? On my bracket, I selected Brazil. Okay. Which is why I'm so frustrated. Yeah. But <laughs> so I have Brazil, Germany, in my final two, and yeah. Germany beating Brazil. I have Brazil beating Germany. Our brackets are busted. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We're not even going to have uh, Germany on the correct side of the... of the bracket. I don't even have... I don't even have Belgium coming out of... Well, I have them coming out of group stage, but then I have them losing to uh, Colombia... Mm. And Colombia moving on to, to the... Well, we still have to watch Colombia play. Which I'm excited about. Yeah. I'm really excited about watching Colombia. Which they play Tuesday? Tomorrow? Mm, I don't remember. I uh, I think they're going to be a great team. A great team to watch. So does that wrap it up for World Cup? Yeah, I think that just about does it for World Cup. Uh, hopefully we can record later this week. Recapping some more World Cup games. Maybe just a pure World Cup special yeah i'm i think it's definitely it can't go two weeks that'd be way too many games 